Turn our Bibles this morning to the book of John. We'll be in John chapter number 19. John chapter number 19. And this morning, the, the message uh, is going to be one that I know that will be a help to us. And uh, I know it is Mother's Day, and typically on Mother's Day, uh, I like to uh, bring a message to the mothers or about mothers. Uh, but this morning, I'm going to approach Mother's Day a little bit differently. And uh, we're going to take our message from John uh, chapter number 19. And I'm going to begin reading in verse number 25. John chapter number 19 in verse number 25. If you'll follow along with me, we'll read down through verse number 27, and we look forward to what the Lord has for us this morning. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother, and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother, and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, Behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour that disciple took her unto his own home. I want to use verse 25, 26, and 27 for our text this morning. And I want to bring a message that I believe will be a help to us and it should be a help to us as we look at Jesus who was God and man. He was God in the flesh. And we read in our text that Mary was there at the cross, and Mary was witness to what was taking place to her son. Now I remind you that Mary, first of all, is not deity. Mary needed a Savior just like every other person needs a Savior. But Mary was there and no doubt had the emotions that a mother would have watching her son endure the cross. This morning, I'm not going to preach to mothers, but I'm going to preach to everyone who has a mother. And as I look around, I thank everybody that, that you fit into that category uh, this morning. Uh, but I want to speak on this subject, Jesus, the model child. Jesus, the model child. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray that you would use the message this morning to first of all, uh, magnify your son. And Father, I, I pray that we'd be reminded this morning of your love for us by sending Jesus to pay our sin debt. And Father, I, I pray we'd be reminded this morning that the only hope we have of heaven and that eternity is through Jesus. And Father, there's one this morning who's unsaved, who they're depend maybe they're depending on something else. Maybe they've never been uh, confronted with the reality that uh, they are going to have to spend an eternity somewhere. And the two choices are heaven and hell, and the only way to uh, get to heaven is through Jesus. May today be their day of salvation as they look to Him. But Father, I pray that we would all be uh, reminded of the perfection of the Son of God, and uh, may we learn from Him uh, as He fulfilled His responsibility as a son. May uh, Christ be honored today, for it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Uh, as we have some mothers here today, and uh, then there are all of us who have a mother, uh, it's interesting to hear mothers talk about uh, their children. And sometimes the conversation is such as, well, I have a model child, or so-and-so was the model child. 
my mother sits right back here, and if you were to ask her about her favorite son, and if you were to ask her about uh, how I was growing up, uh, model child would not be in her vocabulary, but um, uh, we, well, my child was the model child. Truth of the matter is, we may be, as a mother, you may be proud of your child, but they were not the model child. They might have been less difficult than a sibling, but they weren't a model child. There has only been one model child, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm afraid sometimes we forget that Jesus was God in the flesh. He is God. He is the only Son of God. He is deity. He is perfection. He lived on this earth, and He never committed a sin. He never had a thought that he should not have had. He never had an action that he should not have committed. He was perfect. Think about that for just a moment. You and I can't go through a day and say that. You and I I would have a hard time really going through an hour in in saying that. But Jesus walked on this earth and lived a life on this earth and never committing a sin, thus he could be the sacrifice to God for man's sins. But Jesus, as we often put the emphasis on around Christmas time, was born of a virgin. Mary was chosen by God to be that vessel by which to bring salvation to the world. And we celebrate his birth and, and uh, the, the angels singing and those wise men coming. And then we sometimes fast forward in our mind to type places like this, the crucifixion or the miracles that Christ performed. And sometimes I think we fail to forget that Jesus grew as a child would grow. And we come to the crucifixion. We come to that time when Jesus is fulfilling the will of his Father, God the Father. We find him struggling. We find him in the sense of he is taking upon the sins of the world, and he is in the midst of providing redemption for mankind. We find him as an adult, well in his ministry, but we find him fulfilling his responsibility as a child. We find him as a grown man. We find him God in the flesh. We find him fulfilling the purpose for which he came. We find at the cross, we find his mother Mary, who... At this time, the Bible does not tell us what happened to Joseph, her husband, but Mary would have been a widow at this time because of the responsibility that Jesus places on John. And he, she is there, as I've already alluded to, experiencing everything that a mother would experience as seeing her child. We find it interesting in the Scripture that His mother was there in verse 25, and then in verse 26, when Jesus therefore saw his mother. This fascinates me, and only God could do this. In midst of the physical torture and anguish that he is experiencing, he saw his mother. He is paying the sin debt of every man that ever lived, and he was keen to the attention of his mother in the grief that she was experiencing. And the disciples standing by whom he loved, we know this to be John, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. 
He was speaking now of John. He was not getting her attention to look at himself. He was speaking to her and saying, Behold thy son. And in verse 27, he turns to John and says, Behold thy mother. What he was doing was he was passing on the responsibility that he had with Mary being his mother onto John. And John was to fulfill that responsibility. As he would then, as we would read the next verses, he, he comes to that point where he knows it is done. He says it is finished. He gives up the ghost. And I, I remind us all again, man did not take his life, he gave it. But before he uttered the words, it is finished, he fulfilled his duty and responsibility as a child and as a son. He set the pattern to what a child should be. And this morning, I just want to make some general observations, but I, but I believe they should be a help to us and they should put some pressure on us as a child because I've already mentioned it. I look around, everybody in here has a mother. See, Jesus was the model and is the model for every one of us in every area, including how he treated his mother. He was the model. He was perfect, behave, perfectly behaved as a child. I know sometimes moms might say, was like, I just, I just feel so inadequate as a mother. Could you imagine being married? Uh, how inadequate she must have felt. The other kids, Jesus never gets in trouble. He was perfect. He was a model child. But he was perfect as an adult as well. He fulfilled his responsibility before he, as he was paying the sin debt of redemption for man. You know, if he had not done that, and sometimes we miss that because of the significance of the cross, if he had not fulfilled his responsibility, he would not have been perfect. He could not have, he would not have been, a per, of course, perfect God and perfect man. Can I say to all of us this morning, we need to stop asking ourselves the question of whether or not we had a good mother, but ask ourselves the question whether or not we're a good child. Whether or not you had a good mother is irrelevant to whether or not you should be a good child. Whether or not you had a perfect mother is irrelevant to whether or not you should live every day now being a good child, fulfilling your responsibilities. And this, this, this morning, certainly only those who have been mothers and those who are mothers now can really convey what it means to be a mother. But I think the greatest way you can honor your mother and all of us, we, we, we all have a mother, otherwise we would not be here this morning. The only way to, to truly honor is to live the way that I should live as a child, is to treat her the way that a child should treat a mother. And you say, well, well, we have to understand what all these mothers did. No, all we have to do is look to the model 
and let the model Jesus Christ, don't we say, I just follow Christ, don't we say, that, that what, what would Jesus do? Well, let me tell you, before Jesus gave up the ghost, he fulfilled his obligation as a child. He fulfilled his obligation to his mother. He was perfect in that relationship regardless of what anybody else did. He fulfilled his responsibility. Whether or not you have a good mother, and if you have, have a, if you have a mother who worked hard and did the best and, and, and tried to put you in a good situation for you to have a life of serving God and a life that have opportunities that they did not have, whether they're perfect or not, you had a good mother. So I want to honor my mother. And then I hope this morning that this message is convicting to all of us because we think one time a year is like, I'll just send her a card or hand her a flower and I fulfill my obligation. There's much more than that in these three verses of Scripture. And the fact that he would say, woman, don't, don't misinterpret that as him being disrespectful. That was the same as, if he, as we use the word ma'am. But by using the word woman, he also reminded her of who he was. And you need to look to me on this cross as your Savior. I think back to John chapter number 2 when he performed the first recorded miracle in, 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 of turning the water into wine. And she comes to him and he says, woman, my time has not yet come. He was reminding her then of who he was. While we know Mary certainly was a special woman because God chose her, she was still flesh and blood, but Jesus set the standard as a child. This morning, let me make four statements that I believe that will help us. They helped me this morning. Let me say statement number one. Jesus took the time to see the need. Many of us this morning, perhaps we fall in different categories. Maybe your, your mother isn't in heaven this morning. Your mother has already, already passed. You, you have a different perspective. Maybe your mother is elderly this morning. You have a perspective. Maybe you still live at home with your mother. That's certainly a different perspective. Maybe you get to see your mother all the time, and maybe you don't. But regardless, in the midst of everything that was going on with Jesus, Jesus took the time to see the need that she had. Friend, for us to be too busy and for us to be too caught up in other things to, first of all, not pay attention to the needs of others is a failure on our part. But can I just say, and perhaps this is meddling a little bit this morning, but I think one of the great downfalls of our nation is because we don't, generally speaking, we don't treat that generation that's before us the way they ought to be treated. And just because you live on the other side of a country doesn't mean you, you don't take time to, to see the need. Well, I moved out 40 years ago, Pastor. Okay, Jesus is hanging on a cross, having been physically tortured, and yet the Scripture is very clear and very plain in the midst of that when Jesus therefore saw his mother. Jesus was, was, was and is God and Obviously, he was aware of everybody that was there. And there was a crowd there that would have been watching that. And for him to see her, he was looking for her. He took the time to see the need. 
And for all of us as children today, whether you're a, a young adult, an older adult, you're still uh, living at home, whatever it may be, if your mother is still living, you can apply this to a parent if they're still living. We have a responsibility to still see if there's a need. I know this isn't going to be a very exciting message this morning, but we move to number two. His mother's humanity did not negate his duty. Can, can I just be very blunt this morning? All in favor? Okay, it's carried. I am weary of hearing rebellious 20-somethings and 30-somethings who act like they're 13-year-old spoiled brats using as justification of why they don't honor their mother, honor their parents, as they weren't perfect. Well, Jesus is hanging on a cross as perfection. Mary was not perfect in spite of what the Catholic Church might say. Mary was flesh. Mary was a sinner. Mary needed a Savior or she wouldn't have gone to heaven either. And Jesus on the cross fulfilled his responsibility knowing every mistake Mary ever made. Jesus fulfilled his responsibility being very aware of every failure that Mary had. But Jesus filled his responsibility. His mother's humanity did not negate his duty. And friend, this morning, we have a responsibility. The Bible is very clear. It says the honor. The Bible tells us how to honor. And we should, the greatest way you can honor your mother is to serve God with the days that you have that is honoring them. There's a way to treat them. He, the humanity, did not negate his duty. We find so many ways to make excuses of why we don't have to do what we're supposed to do, don't we? Well, back when I was eight years old, what do you think it's about time to let that go? When I, when I hear these, 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 these ingrates complain about my mother failed me in this area, or my father failed me in this area, or, 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 you know, they never go back to the times when mom was up all night when they were running 104 fever. They never, they never bring up that mom worked two jobs. They, ne they never bring up that mom put, put, put the children in front of them. They never bring up that mom fulfilled her responsibility to have them in the house of God. They never want to bring that up, and they want to use it as an excuse, my mom was not perfect. And can I just say very bluntly this morning, you may have had a mother that was not an ideal mother. You may be sitting here this morning saying, Pastor, you don't know my mother. My mother was nothing like that. And my mother, from, from a standpoint of what a mother should be, was nothing like she should have been. I'm not talking this morning about the, the humanity or even the sins of a mother. I'm talking about the perfection of Jesus Christ. He is our standard. He is our model. And regardless of who your mother was, the mistakes they made, Jesus set the standard that, 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 that their humanity should not negate my responsibility as a child, my responsibility that God places on me. 
So whether your mother would have won the Mother of the Year award or whether or not she would have never even been in a conversation does not change your responsibility and my responsibility the way I'm supposed to act as a child. Y'all can't wait till Father's Day, can you? It's really an overwhelming thought when you think of how intimidated Mary could have been knowing that Jesus knew every mistake she'd ever made, every failure she had. You know, I find no record of Jesus reminding her of her mistakes. But we do find record of Jesus paying for them. I'm paying for my mom's mistakes. You mean like being nailed to a cross and paying for her sins like Jesus did? I understand that some that don't grow up didn't grow up in ideal situations, and I'm not justifying anything anybody does, but I'm just saying quit using it as an excuse for you being a sorry son or sorry daughter. I got permission to be blunt this morning, so. His mother's humanity did not negate his duty. If your mother is living, you have a duty. When she doesn't love me, that has nothing to do with you loving her. When she did me wrong, that has nothing to do with you doing right. Well, it was not, but that has nothing to do with you fulfilling your responsibility. If your mother is not living this morning, you still have a responsibility. To live the way that you should live. Number three. His circumstances did not prevent the fulfilling of his responsibility to his mother. He didn't use as an excuse that what he was currently going through. Jesus was nailed to a cross. I want you to think, let me just for a moment, what Jesus has already endured to this point. He's had his beard plucked out of his face. He's been spit upon. He's been beaten with fist. He's had the crown of thorns. Not, not sticker bushes like when you're picking blackberries. The thorns that were nailed down into his head. He's been beaten with a cat of nine tails. Which I'll not give too much detail this morning, but more often than not, those that endured the, the, the beating, the scourging with the cat of nine tails, did not survive the beating. Scripture, then, then he has been nailed through his hands and his feet to a cross. Scripture tells us that he was not even recognizable as a man. That is what Jesus had endured from a physical standpoint at this time. He did not use as an excuse the pain he was suffering. He did not use as an excuse having been falsely accused, falsely convicted, and him being nailed to that cross 
having never done anything wrong, he still fulfilled his responsibility. And from a spiritual standpoint, having endured all of that, now he is bearing the sin debt of every man who has ever lived at that time or whoever would live. And the shame and the reproach and the guilt of every sin Jesus was bearing on himself and carrying the weight of that. But yet he did not allow those circumstances to get in the way of him fulfilling his duty to his mother. When we compare the excuses we use to not fulfilling our responsibility in this area, when you compare them to the model that we all have in Jesus Christ. Friend, one day you and I, we're not going to stand before God and give an account of what our mother did or our father did or what somebody else did. We're going to give an account of what we did. And if you have a and had a good, good parents, you had a good mother here on Mother's Day. We have no excuse for not doing right. And whether you had a good one or not, you still have no excuse. Well, I'm just too busy. I'm just tied up and I don't have the ability. Jesus had been through physical torture. He was bearing upon him the sins of all mankind. He was was going to suffer the sin debt for every sin. His old father was going to turn his back on him. And he saw he's looking for his mother. And he fulfilled his last responsibility. I am passing my responsibility to care for you to John. John, she's your responsibility. Scripture tells us from that day forward, she lived in his house. He fulfilled his last responsibility. It did not prevent him. How many excuses do we come up with? I say statement number four, and if we're done early today, we'll be done early. Honoring his mother did not conflict with the will of the father. I remind you that his father sits on a throne in heaven. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus often reminded the disciples and others that he came to do his father's business. I think in the context of Jesus and his mother Mary, the story comes to mind of when he was 12 years of age and and Mary and Joseph lost him. But some of you take great encouragement of that. You're not the only one to have forgotten your child somewhere. They assumed, and you're probably familiar with the story, they assumed he was with a relative. They're traveling back home. Have you seen Jesus? I haven't seen Jesus. Joseph, did you? You had one thing to do. Mary, I was loading the camels. I, I, I... You keep up with the kids. They begin to ask around, and then they come to the conclusion, we left him. 
But if you know the story, you, you know they didn't leave him. They go and they find him and he is sitting with all the scholars and he's not asking them questions, they're asking him questions and they're astounded at the answers. And of course I'm paraphrasing and Mary questions, where have you been? What, what, what's going on? And he said, I've, I've been about my father's business. It was not Joseph. It was his heavenly father. And honoring his mother did not conf conflict with the will of the father. If it was true of Jesus, it is true of you and I. Honoring your mother does not conflict with the will of our heavenly father for each and every one of us. As a matter of fact, it is the will. I've already covered the fact that Jesus took time to see the need and he didn't use an excuse, his mother's humanity. The circumstances did not prevent the fulfillment of his responsibility and the will of God did not prevent it. Look with me again at verse number 27. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. From that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. Verse 28. After this, Jesus knowing that all things were now accomplished. What was accomplished? Him taking on the sin debt. But him fulfilling every human responsibility that he had. But taking care of his mother. Taking care of his mother and honoring his mother did not conflict with what his father was doing on that day. And so many times... Through, I've, I've discovered this through counseling. I've discovered it through you hear people, statements they make. And they say, I didn't have the home you had, Pastor. My mother, and by the way, moms, be a good mom. Fulfill your responsibility. Rear your children in the admonition of the Lord. To do, do what you're supposed to do, but... If you're here today and you say, my, my mother was nothing like that and I had to overcome the, the, the failures of my mother, don't you think it's about time you let that go? You don't understand. I may personally not understand what that is like, but all I have this morning is what you have is to look at our example, the model, and it's the Lord Jesus Christ he knew the failures of his mother. He knew every mistake she made. He, he knew where she was lacking. And yet, he as God in the flesh did not hold a grudge against her, did not hold her. Matter of fact, he was dying for her sins too, but he still fulfilled his obligation. Knowing everything she ever did. See, it's not going to conflict with you doing what you're supposed to do. And I'm, I'm going to conclude, I'm going to wrap it up with this because I think I made my point this morning. How, how are we, all of us being a child, how are we going to fulfill our responsibilities as a child? 
Well, if you're here this morning and, and your mother is still living, you still have an opportunity to honor her. You can express your love for her. She doesn't reciprocate it. But we can express it. We can honor her by being the kind of child that we should be. If your mother is not living today, you can honor her by being a child that she can be proud of. By doing what God instructs us to do through the Word of God. See, I, I, there's not a greater thing that a child can do than to conduct himself as the Bible instructs them to conduct themselves. Well, my mother, she, I can never make her happy. I, she, she, she's never going to... Well, you fulfill your responsibility. If we could grab a hold of this this morning, everybody's still with me. If you could grab a hold of this this morning, it, it would revolutionize our lives, not just in this area, but in every area. I'm, I'm going to make a statement that's going to shock you. I'm not a mother, never been one. Some of you can close your mouth now. You're really shocked by that. <laughs> I don't have a responsibility as a mother. I have a responsibility as a child. Many of you are mothers. You have a responsibility as a mother, but you also have a responsibility as a child. The greatest thing I can do for my mother is to live in a way that would please and honor the Lord. Say, well, maybe you say, well, my mother wasn't a Christian, or my mother wasn't a very good one, or, or she, didn't, she didn't pursue the things of God. But you know, your mother can still get blessings by you honoring God. You honoring God can still bring her Blessings. As I conclude the message this morning, I, we go back to our text, which takes us back to the cross. If you're a mom, you're the greatest gift you can give your child is the fact that you're saved and on your way to heaven. To every child this morning, you know the greatest gift you can give your mother is to have trusted Christ as your personal Savior. That's the greatest thing. The, the greatest thing you can give them is the fact that you know that your sins have been forgiven, that you have an eternal home in heaven. I, I, I personally, I, I can't think of a greater burden that a parent must bear of wondering if their child is saved or knowing that they have rejected salvation and they're not, they haven't chosen Christ and what He did on Calvary. And that's a heavy burden. And likewise, I don't know a heavy, heavier burden for a child to wonder about the salvation of their mother, of a parent. And friend, if you're here this morning and you've never got your salvation settled, as a mother, it'll be, it will be the greatest Mother's Day you ever had. 
by giving your heart to the Lord and, and getting your salvation settled. And if you're here this morning and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, you're not depending on Him and only Him. The greatest gift you can give your mother, no matter who she is, no matter where she is, is for you to get your salvation settled, to call on the Lord Jesus Christ, and trust Him for salvation. It'd be a wonderful thing this, this morning on a Mother's Day uh, for, for children in their, not just their teens, their, but their 20s, their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, their 60s, to come kneel at an altar this morning and, and offer some forgiveness. To ask the Lord's forgiveness in areas that we have fulfilled and we fall short of the pattern that God has set. Friend, this morning our Christianity should not depend on how this world treats us. It should depend on what we decide to do. Our Christianity should not depend on whether or not I had a, a loving mother, a loving father. If you had one of those, rejoice in it. But whether or not you reciprocate that does not depend on whether they gave it. It is our responsibility. Jesus, the model child. I know it's not going to be this way, but if you'll permit me for just a moment. We are going to be in the presence of our Savior one day. If, 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 if every one of us, we're either going to be in His presence by spending eternity with Him, or in a moment we're going to be in His presence as He ex executes judgment at the great white throne of judgment. But I, I want to look at it from the perspective this morning, for this illustration, as those that are saved and we're going to spend eternity with the Lord, and we are going to give an account of our life as I taught this morning in Sunday school. And I know it's not going to be this way, but for illustration's sake, can you imagine the excuses that we're going to bring before the Lord of why we didn't honor our mother? Well, you know, God, I was just a little bit too busy, and, and life was just not going on. Do we really want to take those excuses before the Lord? Well, I, I would have been, I would have honored her in a greater way, but you know, she she wasn't a perfect mother. Jesus, who is perfection, still fulfilled his responsibility to his mother, who was not perfection. I don't think we really have any excuses that we can offer this morning. It is our responsibility. It is what I'm going to do. This revolutionize our life, not just in this area as dealing with our, with our mother, but in every area of our life. And we would say, I'm going to take responsibility for me. I'm going to take responsibility for what I'm supposed to do. This morning, as we go to invitation, I want you to think about our responsibility. And as the Lord has spoken to you, would you do business with God this morning as the Lord has spoken to you? In whatever way the Spirit of God has spoken to you, this morning if you're not saved, the greatest gift you can give your mother is to get your salvation settled. Mom, if you're here and you're not saved, the greatest gift you can give your mother but also to your children is for you to get your salvation settled. Christian, let's lay the excuses aside of why we're not what we're supposed to be. Jesus 
is the model. He wasn't just perfect as a child. And so many times when those when we as child as children we live in our parents' house, we have that relationship, but then we think because we move out of the house, we don't have a responsibility anymore to honor. We don't have the responsibility to obey. We have the responsibility to honor and fulfill our obligation. This morning, let the Lord lead you as He will. Father, I pray.